The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? All right, man. Tonight, I'm excited. I got my, my good friend, my brother from another mother, Austin Carlisle, in studio. Uh, he's been on the show several times. You guys know him from the band of Mice and Men. Toured Vans warp Tour like crazy. Toured uh, with Slipknot and Corn. I mean, Ma- oh, Marilyn Manson. Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Yep. That's right, Lincoln Park. So, you know what? We can go on all day of all the amazing, massive tours that this guy has been on. And you know his story. Um, he shared his story many times. And if you want to find out more about his stories, go to my uh, go to the YouTube channel, The Whosoever's. Type in Austin Carlisle, find him on Instagram, and watch some of the previous shows. But today, we want to talk about hardships. Yeah. So we're in studio, and you know what? We're just going to let it rip because if you know Austin, he has he has gone through a lot of difficult health issues in his life because he has Marfinson's um, condition where his bones keep growing, his joints do not, and his muscles do not. And this is something that his mom um, passed away from. Uh, at 30 years old, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in, in the show, but he has been, you've been in chronic pain ever since I've known you. I mean, I've known you years now, um, but you're constantly in chronic pain, and, and you know, your wife, she, she's dealing with um, health issues as well. Yeah, my wife's got a brain tumor. You're, okay, your wife has a brain tumor, <laughs> and you met in the ICU, which we you've talked about before in a previous show, yeah. but talking about hardships, man, you're the guy to to talk about it, so... Thanks for coming on. What's funny is we, I totally forgot about myself when I was thinking of all these, the hardships and the the little uh, examples I wanted to use. So I do. Yeah, I do. I understand hardships. Yeah. Well, me and my wife, when we were, you know, we're watching you because when you had COVID and then that, whoa, that was crazy. We thought, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen there because, you know, your condition plus yeah. COVID and then your wife got hit with it and the family and it just... We were all praying like crazy for you. But we were like, man, can this guy get a break? Like, we're like, God, give this guy a break. You he know? gave me a break five <laughs> and a half years ago when I stepped into a relationship with him. Yeah, he did. That was my break. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about it, man, because you've been reading, you've been praying, you've been looking at some scripture of, of, of guys in the Bible yeah. that have hardship, and that's what, the, that's what the Bible's there for, you know, from beginning to end. It's a story of grace, and it's a story of... People that have made mistakes and people have gone through hardships and there's highs and low moments in life and it just tells their stories and that's our lives. Yep. Highs and low moments and we go through hardships and then we fall in love and hardships and just it's just this journey, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, you look at almost every major name in the Bible and there was a hardship involved. Even, you know, Ruth and Esther, she lost both of her sons and and then the her you know daughters in law one one left and the others stayed you know wherever you go I'll go right. and you look at even you know Noah mm-hmm. imagine being <clears throat> Noah knowing the entire world was about to get flooded and you just have to have faith that God's gonna hold that ark up okay so imagine this Noah. So, you know, on Instagram, you know, everyone leaves all, says all these crazy comments about you, you know, like, yeah. not you, but I'm saying like in general, Instagram, yeah. people write hate, hate stuff and make fun, you know, and people could say sticks and stones break, won't break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, imagine Noah saying there's no water ever at that time to, to come to the earth. Like there's no rain. And he's like, yeah, I'm building an ark. There's rain. Do you imagine the amount of years that people, what people would be saying to this guy, I mean, have it, think about it. These guys are like, here's the here's the crazy guy. Oh yeah, where's the water? Just clowning, just just saying the the most awful things to him, and he had to put up with that. Yep. There's some hardship just with words. Yep. Oh, word words, the power of the tongue. Yep. And what comes from what comes out of the heart, it comes through through the tongue. James says the tongue is set on fire by hell itself. Yep. But that that could, and then he's probably doubting like. God, did you tell me to build this ark? Like, look at this. There's no rain ever. Yep. And everyone's clowning me in the city. They think we're the cuckoo for cocoa bunch. Cuckoo bunch. for cocoa. For, cuckoo for cocoa puffs bunch, bunch in the city. You know what I mean? Like, yep. dude, that's kind of gnarly. They're, 
probably making fun of their the wife, the kids, everyone, the whole family. Yep. And Job, Job lost his whole entire family. He his wife said, "Why why why don't you denounce God?" Mm-hmm. Lost all of his crops and livestock. Then he was a rich guy too. Yeah, he was. Real rich guy. He was rich, and because Satan went to God because he he's like, I can't touch him. You have a hedge around him, mm-hmm. and God said, "No." And he had boils from the bottoms of his feet to the top of his head. I ha- I've had like one or two very small boils from mm-hmm. sitting in a hospital bed too long. Yeah, they hurt really. See, you can relate to the Job part. Yeah. So, that, so yeah, so you get this and they kill. Yeah. Right? What's, I mean, I don't even know what a boil even feels like. Like, you, you want to, I'll, I'll show you no. later. <laughs> no, but like. But he, he was in massive amounts of pain. All over his he body. even had a moment of, whoa. But he never denounced God. Even his friends were telling him, well, what'd you do? Yeah. What, what sin did you commit to make God do this? Mm-hmm. And that's not how God works. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part about Job is all of that that he went through. He never cursed God. And then God came and just showed him what was up. Mm-hmm. How do you know where the rain falls? Mm-hmm. How do you know the Leviathans of the sea? Mm-hmm. You don't know anything. Because mm-hmm. the Bible says that that my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And it's it's uh, like we were talking before, the, the whys, we always ask God, like, why am I going through this? Why why am I going through this financial situation, this mental struggle, this this physical struggle? Why, why, why? And you want to keep asking why. It's like my daughter, you know, I got to go to the grocery store. Why? Because we need food. Well, why do we need food? Because I need to eat. I ate it all last night. Right. Why'd you eat it all last night? <laughs> because I was hungry. And then I turned around on her and I go, why are you asking so many questions? And she, because. Because, yeah. And that's what God says. Mm-hmm. Because. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know what is coming next. Right. You don't know what I'm doing through this mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's one of the, the it's so exciting walking with Jesus mm-hmm. because you don't know the whys. Mm-hmm. You know the outcome, and you know that he is in control, but there's so many things that you just don't know, and we're not supposed to. But if you know him, mm-hmm. you know that he's going to pull through. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're called to have patience and have, you know, Romans 5 is my verse for today. I have the word persevere on the back of my neck because of Romans 5. Um, and well, I, w- I want to I want to pull up. I want to pull that famous verse. You know, uh, all things work together for good for those that love Christ according to His purpose. Yep. But we go through these things knowing the why. Sometimes we don't know why we're doing this, but you could hold on to that verse. But it's according. It's those who. Uh, it's for those who are following Christ. Yep. It's not for everyone. Nope. It's for those that are following Christ. All things work together for good for those that are following Christ. Yep. And that's the that's just part of that faith walk, you yep. know, um, just believing in something you don't see, but you know through faith and hope and God's love that He's going to pull through, and He sometimes pulls through at the eleventh hour, eleventh hour, but. He pulls through. And that's the substance of it is you Mm -hmm. put your faith in that Mm -hmm. knowing that he's going to keep his promises. Mm -hmm. My wife and I always say he hasn't let us down yet. Yeah. You know, we're going through this, but he hasn't he hasn't dropped the ball yet. He's not going to start now. Yeah. And and, there's that one verse that says um, he's the same today, yesterday and forever. mm -hmm. He doesn't change. He doesn't cast a shadow. He's the same. He's the same. Yeah. His spirit's the same. That's why he never contradicts him, contradicts mm-hmm. himself. Yep. The Old Testament, New Testament, none of it clashes. Nope. And 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 like in here in Romans five, just to exactly yeah. what you said. It, it's my translation starts off as this peace with God through faith, but the first two verses. Our first two verses of Roman, Paul is speaking to born-again believers of Jesus. So if I was to read the second half to someone who wasn't walking with Christ, it holds no substance. But the first two verses is, therefore, you know when they say therefore, mm-hmm. it's 
time. He says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, and that's putting our faith in Jesus. We have been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So that's the first half of that is rejoicing in the hope of God. Rejoicing in the faith, mm. in our faith, because mm. we've been justified. When, when we step into a relationship with Christ, we're justified. We're made right before God. Mm. Before Christ, we're either in Adam, in sin, mm. or in Christ. There's mm. no middle ground. Yeah. And then he goes on to say, um, but not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, which is... Sounds so. Uh, I hate that verse. Yeah, <laughs> I, it sounds so. But we rejoice in our sufferings because our sufferings, because we know that those sufferings produce endurance. Mm-hmm. Another translation is perseverance mm-hmm. or patience, and endurance produces character, and character produces. Hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And that's because the Holy Spirit is like a down payment for us mm-hmm. until heaven. I mean, the Holy Spirit was, was hovering above the waters before everything else was even mm-hmm. created. Yep. And, and, that ver- that verse alone for me is something that I have to just cling to because I know what God has done in my life by giving me eternal life, giving me the Holy Spirit because I put my faith in him. Mm-hmm. And so I rejoice in that mm-hmm. and I have hope in that. So if I rejoice and have hope in the fact of my salvation, then that means I'm to rejoice in my sufferings knowing that God is doing something through it. Mm-hmm. I, I want to add something or actually break something down because yeah. I know there's, you know, with um, a lot of the people that follow you with your band and all that stuff, um, they might not understand that one part about the down payment. Yeah. Um, so when you, by faith, when you believe in Jesus Christ, uh, God forgives you of your sins and he gives you the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit, it's basically the connection to God in heaven. He implants it inside of you. And when you receive it, the down payments, like if you go to uh, to buy a car and you're like, I got 20 on it, you know, or here's here's 100 bucks. I'm coming back and I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to pay it in full or finance it or whatever I'm going to yeah. do. So you just put the money down, like in a house, somebody put the money down and then you come back and you pick it up. When we believe in Jesus Christ, what happens is when you ask for forgiveness, he, he forgives you your sins, implants the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit that he gives you, you receive peace and joy, and your mind starts changing, your thought process starts changing, you're still who you are, as in, like, you still like the same kind of music, you still like skateboarding, or whatever you're into. Yeah, he doesn't make you he into he a Christian robot. Yeah, he doesn't change you, what you like, in a sense of, like, what you're already into, like, your hobbies and stuff. But what he does is he actually adds more ideas and more like um, um, talents and gifts. He actually magnifies your life. It's like almost like throwing gasoline on the fire. It's like your life lights up and you do more with your life. And by him giving you the Holy Spirit, that's him proving that he's real. And he's like, I got you. You're with me. And when you die, which we're all going to die one day, you know, maybe hopefully 100 years from now. Maybe I'm driving home in my car tonight. Something happens. But no matter what, since you have the Holy Spirit, you're God's. You're his child. So when you take your last breath, you will be you will enter eternity forever with him. Sealed. Sealed. And, that, and that's the down that, payment. That Holy Spirit is the Bible. The Bible says it's a dunamis fire. It's mm-hmm. an all-consuming fire. Mm-hmm. And it's a fire that that it doesn't just burn part of your life. It doesn't just, you know, God's not a vending machine. You know, you don't go to God and say, I need uh, some peace today. Okay, thanks. Bye. I need, um, you know, some uh, f- uh, help today with this. Okay, bye. 
that all-consuming fire of the Holy Spirit is all-consuming every part of your life. And I like how you said that it makes, it's like pouring gasoline. Mm -hmm. And even just reading the Bible, Mm -hmm. it makes things come to life Mm -hmm. when you read the Bible that, you know, I I went to vacation Bible school my whole Mm -hmm. childhood, you know, and, and, and I knew all of these stories, but there's so much I didn't know because the spirit wasn't showing me because I wasn't walking in the spirit. Yeah, yeah. And when you walk in the spirit, it's, it's, uh, when you walk in the spirit, it's fruit comes mm-hmm. and, and things come that you would never expect and you would never understand just like trials and hardships because when we go through trials and hardships and whether it be divorce, finances, mm-hmm. sickness, it's because God's working things out in us. Mm-hmm. God's fleshing things out mm-hmm. in us. God God is getting rid of things in us that we still want to hold on to. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, no, you don't need that. I'm enough. Okay. I want to break one more thing down. I love this show's awesome. What's going on right now? Okay, yeah, we're I, like five there, minutes there, in. There's, thing, there's things. No, there's things that are. I want to break down as you go through this process. Um, so when you have the Holy Spirit, um, when you have the Holy Spirit in you, and you read the book, the Bible, mm-hmm. um, we've all, all of you listening, most of us have seen Harry Potter, right? Mm-hmm. So they read that book that's in there it's a spell book it's a spiritual book in a sense but they're doing witchcraft and magic and stuff okay call it whatever you want it's all the same right so they would read it they would learn the scriptures of the of the witch of yeah, the, the witchcraft spells. the spells and then they would um, activate them through a dark power to do magic well that is the counterfeit of the real book the real book is the Bible. It's the Holy Bible. And when you have the Holy Spirit in you through the Holy Spirit, the operation of um, tools or gifts manifest mm-hmm. through you and God will speak to you. And when you're connected to the Holy Spirit, it's like turning on the G5 Wi-Fi connection in your house. Or a nitro button. Or a nitro, yeah. And it, it connects you immediately to the heavens, to, to God. So therefore, now you are picking up the signal from God, and he gives you downloads, and he speaks to you. But what happens is as you read the Bible, because it's the living word of God, it's God's voice. Jesus is the word. He is the Bible. The word became flesh. When you read it, you're illuminated by the Holy Spirit. You're plugged into the power. And what's happening is God speaks to you through his voice through the word of God. So that's why what Austin is saying is that, when you live by faith, you ask for God to forgive you, you get the Bible, you read it, and he starts speaking to you through the person of the Holy Spirit. And that's how you're able to get through these hardships. Yep. Because the Holy Spirit, what he's doing, he's a person of the Holy Spirit in you. Think about that. Imagine like a spirit that is a bodily, bodily form like you that's inside of you. And he's like, Ryan, I don't want you to be addicted to pornography anymore. So I'm going to get rid of that. I don't want you to be hooked on Zannies anymore. I'm going to get rid of that. Yep. And that's the job of the Holy Spirit is to destroy what is unholy that is destroying you. And that's what uh, Austin is talking about. The, the, my grandpa said the Ten Commandments aren't there for us to follow. The Ten Commandments are there to show us that we're going to break every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, and, it shows us that we're like sinners, right? And the Bible <laughs> says if you've broken one, you've broken them all. Yeah. But when, and Ezekiel, he ta- uh, the Bible says that I will give you a new heart. And a new spirit, I will put my spirit within you to cause you to walk in, in my commands, to mm-hmm. cause you to walk in my statues. That doesn't turn you into a robot. Yeah. And like you said, from pornography to Xanax to mine was a disgusting mouth and power issues mm-hmm. and and alcohol. I I said I think it was like a ASS word, right? Mm-hmm. Like a year after I'd been walking with God and it felt so weird because it was <laughs> a, natural, huh? No, it was one of those things that just stopped. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even consciously conscient, con- conscience. Yeah. I can't say it either. Consciously. I didn't even think about it. You know, it was something that just fell off and yeah. there's just like with healing. Yep. 
you know, God could heal my body in an instant. Yeah. But he's working things in me that I never would have encountered. I never would have met my wife if it wasn't for this. That's, in, that's true. And, and yeah. with certain people's things, say if it's alcohol, this, some of it is so instantaneous and other things, we work out our salvation and fear and trembling and that takes time. But that doesn't mean when you have an encounter with Jesus and you receive the Holy Spirit, you just keep living the same life and doing all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. Yeah, it's not a it's not a prayer like, okay, God, forgive me, um, I'm yours, and then like it just ends there with a prayer. No, no. Tr- well, true repentance yeah. is, and you. I've said it. True repentance is you're walking one way and you go the other. You go the opposite. You flip a U-turn. Yeah. And the Bible, the Bible is, you know, you've probably heard this before. I, I don't know. I just heard it like four years ago. Uh, the Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving planet Earth. So when you read, have you heard that before? No, that's pretty like <laughs> old person stuff. But. <laughs> but basically when you read it though, it's, it's, uh, you read, it's, it is old. When you read it though, it, it just, it gives us the map. Mm-hmm. It gives us a map to life of how to live a good, healthy life. But and and good, healthy life, but also to have joy. Yeah. And peace and rest. Yeah. Because happiness But that is the good life. Yeah. That's the good life. Yeah. It's not not like when I say good life, I'm like like I'm a good person. Or right? I got lots of money. Yeah, no. no. Good, good life. What is it what's a good life for me? So I want I want to be pe- I want to have peace. I want to love. I want to have joy you know, self-control, like all these things. And these are all the fruits of the Holy Spirit. These are the attributes. What's another word so people can understand? It's the, it's the reaction of the Holy Spirit. It's not stuff we can do. No. I, I had no peace. You know, I had no, no rest, no joy. Mm. Happy and sad, those are feelings. Mm-hmm. Those come and go. Yeah. But joy is, is someone taking away your house two weeks before your daughter's about to be born Mm. and you're about to get kicked out. And my wife and I dance in our living room because we have peace Mm -hmm. knowing that there is nothing we can do. Yeah. But guess what? It's in God's hands. And when, when, when there's nowhere else to turn and it's in God's hands and you're obeying God, then there's nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I, I have so many examples of, let's talk, I was just going to ask you, uh, let's talk about an example where we, where we would find that in the Bible. Exactly. This is why the Bible is important because these stories are there yep. to influence us, to um, inspire us and to show that we're not alone in yeah. these situations. And for, for anything you would talk about too. Yeah. Um, but, but um, okay. So harsh. So first, Foremost, the biggest one, God's own son, Jesus. Mm. Look at the hardships he endured. He died on a cross, hamburger meat, nailed to a piece of wood so that we could have salvation. And then Daniel. Hey, really quick. Yeah. A little bit more about Jesus. Maybe I should have done that one last. Je- Jesus, well, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, and they said, can anything good come from Bethlehem? So Na- and Nazarene. He, yeah. Nazareth, sorry, Nazareth. So he came from, uh, or he was born in Bethlehem, but he was raised in Nazareth. So when they asked about him, they said, oh, yeah, Jesus from Nazareth, you know, or like, People you know, laugh. Austin from, from I don't know, where did you grow up? Were you Pensacola, in Pensacola, Florida. Austin from Pensacola. That's where they would name people. It's from where the city they were from. So... Jesus from Nazareth, and they go, can anything good come from Nazareth? So, you know, that town was dodgy, a little sketchy. Then he calls his disciples, and he's like, can we come with you? He's like, I, I don't have nowhere to brush my head. Like, I don't have a home. I don't have a hotel. I don't got a tent. Nope. I got nothing. I'm sleeping in the desert in the rocks. Nope. Yep. Okay? So that was his crew, and then continuing and to the cross. his crew was fishermen, working men. A tax collector who was a a tax collector taking taxes from his own people. They hated him. Mm -hmm. Simon the Zealot, he was like an Antifa guy. Yeah. You know, he was a revolutionary trying to like, you know, shake the place up. They weren't walking around. No, these these were not those guys. These were rugged dudes. (laughs) Um, Daniel. So there's a story in the Bible. Daniel gets thrown into a pit of lions. Mm Mm-hmm. So lions are going to eat you. They've been starving. That's why they're there. That's yeah. why they're there. Exactly. And the, 
there's a painting where where uh, there's the three lions, and one's sleeping, one's just chilling, the other's doing I don't know, whatever lions do. Yeah. And Daniel's sitting there looking at a ray of light, and Daniel fell asleep because he knew he was in God's hands, mm-hmm. even in the lion's den. And and another example example of Jesus too is he, there was a. There, him and his disciples were on on a boat in the Sea of Galilee, and a big storm came up. This this guy was asleep, mm-hmm. sleeping because he knew it's in God's hands. Right. My dad even I went in for heart surgery. Mm-hmm. It was like an eight hour procedure, head on ice, heart out of my body, stopped all the the flow. Yep. My dad prayed with me before I went in. Went to the waiting room and fell asleep for four <laughs> hours. And everyone's like, how could you fall asleep? And and my dad says, I gave him to God. I lifted him up to God. Mm-hmm. He's in God's hands. What am I going to do if something goes wrong? I'm going to go in there. I got this. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's that. That's that supernatural peace and believing in faith in the God of the universe, knowing that he's in control. Yep, and that's that's how we live our life. That's how we need to live our lives in every situation. And and even if I died in that surgery, mm. I'm still in God's. Hands. Still in God's hands. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, mm-hmm. these guys were higher ups for King Nebuchadnezzar in mm-hmm. the Bible, mm-hmm. and he made this giant idol statue mm-hmm. of himself, and everyone had to bow down to it. But these three brothers didn't. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't. They said, "We're not going to bow. We worship." God, the true God, Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't bow and it, and it, and it infuriated the King. So they have this giant furnace and he, the the Bible says that he he heated it seven times hotter than it was supposed to be tied them up. And even the men that were putting them into the fire burned. Whoa. So they put these brothers in the fire. Nothing happened. They said they saw someone else in the fire with them. And you could, I don't know, theology and doctrine stuff. Was it Jesus himself? Was it an well, they angel? Be- they believe that, um, that every time you'd see, most of the time when you see an angel appear in there, it was Jesus of the Old Testament. Yeah. So here's Jesus in there in, with them. With them. In the fire. Yep. And they say, we're, we're, we will not bow. We're not going to bow to your idol, your mm-hmm. image. And... Even if you put us in fire and God will rescue us. And even if he does not, we will not bow. Hold that thought because we're going to be going to break and we're going to continue. Oh. Um, I do like that, though. No matter where you're at, if you, you might be feeling like you're walking through the fire and you don't think you're going to survive. I mean, that's a brutal moment when you think about that. And they just they had such they had a relationship with God through the scriptures and through prayer. So they had that faith to walk through that. But if you don't have that relationship to the scriptures, know who God is, you're going to be like, I'm cool. Oh, where, where, who do I bow down to? Yep. But they knew their God. Daniel knew their God. Mm-hmm. And Jesus knew his father, God, that he was going to be okay. And he knew that the mission that he had. So yeah. we're going to go to break in a minute. Um, I do want to plug, go to the whosoever's YouTube channel, click subscribe, get all our um, YouTube shows for the past like five years. Type in Austin's name again. Find out his story. He's been on here several times. You could, I'm sure you can find at least three to four uh, shows from him. This show's amazing. Uh, Greg, get it. Share it with your friends as well. Um, we just came out with a new film, and it's called Unbelievable. We just had the film premiere here, and it was like, I don't know, over 2,000 people here. It was insane. Lacey Sturm. Uh, the artist, uh, she performed. It was just a, an amazing thing. Yeah. Austin, Sunny, Manifest, which was also on the show. A lot of our, our friends that are in bands and different people that are all ambassadors of the movement all came out. It was a party, man. It was a party, and we need to keep throwing these parties. Yeah. So uh, go to YouTube. Again, when you, click on the, um, when you click on the Whosoever's, you will find the films. We actually have four films out. We have 365. We have the Whosoever's Great Commission. We have Full Send, and we have Unbelievable. So all those films are on our YouTube. Click, subscribe, and watch. And we'll be back in two minutes after the break. More. 
of The Ryan Reese Show. Coming up, post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app, or go to joshuafund.com to listen and subscribe. Now, back, back to the Ryan Reese Show. All right, we are back <clears throat> with Austin Carlisle, uh, formerly the uh, lead singer of, of Mice and Men. You're the one that actually started that band. Yeah. You are the OG, the OG. of the band. Uh, but then health issues, you had to you had to step down. Um, last tour that I went to with you for a couple dates or a date was uh, you, your band, um, Slipknot and Marilyn Manson. You baptized me two days before I went on That's tour right. with Marilyn That's Manson. Right. Yep. That's right. Yep. You needed that. Dude, that first day, he had two upside-down crosses. Uh, and when you're headlining, you have like five feet. Yeah. And they oh, have yeah. all the back stuff. And yeah. I asked, Are, is he going to leave that up while we play? And they're like, yeah. 
And I was like, is there anything we can do? And his crew's like, yeah, no worries. They went and bought black sheets and covered it No up. way. God's favor. Can you believe that? Even though the upside down cross, it doesn't offend me at all. Well, yeah, whatever. It's like, I mean, what, what, what's funny is the upside still wins? Hey, you know what's funny about the upside down cross? I know that the whole theme is like, you know, anti-God, but Peter was crucified upside down. Because he's not even worthy. Hey, my, I had a friend come up to me and he had an upside down cross belt buckle. And I'm all upside down. This is before I was a Christian. And I'm all upside down uh, bell buckle. He's like, yeah. I go, you know what that stands for? He's like, yeah. I go, it's, it's Peter in the Bible that they, they crucified him upside down. He's like, what? I'm like, that's, 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 that's biblical still. <laughs> he was all pissed off. What? I thought it was like anti-God. I'm like, well, Peter didn't want to be crucified right side up because he wasn't worthy. So he said, crucify me upside down. It just ruined his whole game. It was awesome. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we were uh, before the break. We were talking about um, we were talking about uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego mm-hmm. and hardships. And we heard about all these hardships, but we got to talk about how God used these hardships for His glory. Going back to that one verse, um, all things work together, together for good for those that love, love Christ. Christ. According to his purpose. Now, his underline will. that in your Bible, yep. that love Christ. So if you love Christ and you have a relationship with him, all things work together for good for those that love Christ according to his purpose. Yep. And his purpose is for his glory. Mm-hmm. And his purpose is so that others can see his glory and step into his glory. And two examples, the the first one from... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. King Nebuchadnezzar, they they brought them out of the fire. They weren't burned, weren't singed, didn't smell like smoke. And he made it like a public decree that this, their God is God. Is the God. Is the God. And it changed the nation. Just like, super quick, Joseph getting thrown into the pit. Then he goes on to, to... to uh, interpret dreams, and he he helped a nation of seven years of famine because mm-hmm. God told him it was coming. Told him the future, yeah. And he stored up, and then he helped his family later on. Think of the glory of that, like mm-hmm. if, if, if he would have just given up in despair. Mm-hmm. And then with my situation, and the, I get asked all the time, why don't you get upset when you talk about your mom dying? Because... That was like the issue for me for the longest time. I I grew up in church. I loved Jesus, Mm -hmm. right? I was a fan of God. And then my my parents got divorced when I was 15. And then at 17, my mom died like instantly. It wasn't uh, she was slowly. It was instant. And ran out of the hospital, middle fingers in the air. And I said... That the F word for the first time in my life to God, I hated him. And that caused me to run and music became my little God, my little G God. Right. Mm -hmm. And that whole time I was running from him and I wanted him to hate me as much as I hated him because of that hardship, Mm -hmm. because of the pain of him taking her. But in 2022, this was in 2004 when she passed. 2022 now. A Mice and Men's most popular song to date mm-hmm. is called Second and Sebring, which I named because we lived on Second Street and Sebring Circle. Mm-hmm. And the whole song's about my mom. Mm-hmm. And the amount of people that I have that come to me and they relate to that. And that inspires them to want to know more and ask me, why do you have joy? What, what, why? You know, I've gone through the same thing. Paul says that, that we endure these things. And so we can understand. People can understand, you know, and relate. And God used, God took my mom from this earth for his glory. And for the the Sams and the Pages and the Blairs and the Chads and and the Nicks and I'm I'm thinking of these kids that I know directly that have gone through the same thing, but they don't have joy. And it's like I know my mom's in heaven. My mom is fine. But look what God did 
through that. Look what God did through my pain, through my failure, through mm-hmm. my faults. Mm-hmm. He took my mom and then all this, he planted all those seeds to bring me into more pain out of the band so that now instead of just, you know, head hears it all the time. Sonny hears it. Oh, your music saved my life. I heard it the other night from some guy with Sonny. <laughs> This is not a disrespectful thing. I don't care about your life. Mm -hmm. I care about your eternity. Eternity. Because this is temporal. Mm -hmm. I even have a song, This World is Not My Home, I'm Just Passing Through. Mm -hmm. It's an old gospel Mm -hmm. hymnal. Mm -hmm. But this is just dust. Mm -hmm. This is nothing. I took my daughter to a a graveyard one day on accident. We thought it was a park. (laughs) Park. This, This park's all made of stones. Well, I told her <laughs> that's where they bury people. She's like, so there's people in there? I said, no, there's bones and rotting rot yeah. dust yeah. because we're temporal. Yeah. And if God wants to, God wanted to take my mom to show his glory of what he can do to a guy like me mm. who is slow and, and crippled and stupid, and I guess I can't talk like that, but... <laughs> I am nothing special. But what makes me special is that Christ died for me. Mm. And Christ loved me enough to do that. And he loves anybody, everybody, whosoever mm. enough to do that, to make that choice. I want to add something about about these. these when, and once you go through these hardships, it's like, um, you know, I've used this illustration before. But I know a lot of your listeners are, are listening to this show now. And when you are going to create a sword, you get this raw steel and you put it into the fire and the guy pulls, I don't even know what they're called. Uh, uh, I don't know the name of the guy with the, with the, these, these craftsmen, I guess. Don't steal they, my gold uh, analogy. That's are you going to use that? Well, you tell it then. Tell them about, are you, tell them about it. Gold, our, our faith being refined by gold in the The sword though, they put the steel in mm-hmm. and they pull it out and they have to pound it hard. Boom, boom, and it's not it, – it hasn't been created into that sword, that weapon yet. Mm-hmm. So they put it back in, and they heat it up again. Hardships, burning, hot, not comfortable. You want to get out, pull back out. Boom, boom, boom. boom. Repeat over and over. Sooner or later, that – sword comes out then you got to grind it down you got to sharpen it and then you got to put set it in gold and the grips and there's a lot of a preparation of of developing this tool but once that tool is developed that sword it's set in gold handle with rubies on it or whatever you want leather leather band to hold it and then sharp as a razor and that thing is strong and ready as a weapon for war and to be used or a tool yep. to be used. And that's what happens with hardship yep. is we grow. It hurts. It's painful. But through the fire, what the fire is doing through the fire of God, the Holy Spirit, he's burning out the impurities he's, like gold, like you were saying. Us. Raw gold yep. comes with black uh, impurities in it. But when you put it in the hot fire, it burns out the impurities. And what I was saying before, the person, the Holy Spirit's inside of you and he's pulling out the impurities that God's consuming fire is consuming you. He's burning that stuff out. You go through these trials and tribulations in life and he's with you because all things work together for good for those that love Christ according to his purpose. But he's pounding, he's developing, he's shaping you into this weapon or this tool. If you're not into weapons, this tool, this vessel to be used for his glory. He prepares you. He uses pain to prepare you. For where he, what he, his purpose, because mm-hmm. we don't know our purpose. I'm 33, 34. And all I know is my purpose is to, to live continually. Here's a quote from, from Oswald Chambers to, to, to a life lived close to me is not complicated complicated or cluttered when your focus is on my presence many things that once troubled you lose their power over you though the world around you is messy and confusing remember that i have come to overcome the world i have overcome the world and i tell you these things so that in me you may have peace that's john 13 or 16 33 and 
he's purifying us for our benefit, our family's benefits, those around us. And he's doing it just like you said, for our glory. And we have no idea what he has prepared for us. And that's, I was just telling your audio visual guys when the break came that, that Jesus says to cast your cares upon him because his burden is easy and his yoke is light. Mm-hmm. A yoke is almost like a, it's like a two double ring, big wooden thing they'd put on the ox mm-hmm. and it would t- carry the plow. And so when we're yoked with Jesus, Jesus is on one side or take, say, a man and woman, say my wife and I, mm-hmm. Jesus is in the middle. Mm-hmm. A, we still have a yoke. We, they're not, we still have something to carry. Mm-hmm. But when Jesus is in the middle, mm-hmm. I'm going to slip. Mm-hmm. He's not. Marty's gonna, my wife's going to slip. Yeah. He's not. He's we gonna, both slip. Yeah. And he carries us through that mm-hmm. because he cares for us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I like, go ahead. no, there is just, there's nothing, there's just, I, I like I also like the the yoke um, illustration of when you have the the big cow I guess or bull or whatever pulls pulls the yoke you know because they're you have a farmer behind you and they're they're tilling the ground so they're pulling the farmer and the the the, the instrument that's ripping up the ground so they can plant right so the way the yoke also in an illustration would teach you, Jesus says, I will teach you right mm-hmm. so you have the big ox or big cow and then you have the little baby. And the baby and, it, and the big ox goes, and then he stops because he's listening to the farmer, right? So he's teaching them how to stop and go, how to walk with him. Oh. He's teaching them how to walk with him. So no, but both like what you said, I've never heard that, but that's awesome too. Yeah, that's a I'm going to use that. <laughs> and then this is the other one too. The yoke also uh, they he teaches you how to walk, when to stop, when to go in life, and that's through the Holy Spirit because God tells us He gives us those stop signs. And he gives us those green lights. Yep. Go through that door. Stop. Don't go through that door. And if we don't want to listen, yeah. we're going to have consequences. Mm-hmm. And that's not a trial mm. from this. Right. That is a consequence of sin. And mm-hmm. there's a big difference mm-hmm. between, b- between God pruning you mm-hmm. And getting out that stuff, yeah. and then your own self-will and your own flesh getting you into trouble. Okay, so with that said, there's that one famous verse, or it's people probably don't even know it's a verse. Jesus wept. Uh, no. <laughs> this guy. Uh, <laughs> it's the only one I have. That's a good one. Um, you reap what you sow. Yep. Okay, so everyone knows like where we come from, our lifestyles growing up. Hey, man, you're going to reap what you sow. That's basically because we're living a crazy life. So we're like, yeah, we're living a pirate life. We're going to reap a pirate life, right? Um, but what's awesome, I always tell people this in, when I speak in out, like, like to flip it is it's not a negative thing. You reap what you sow when you give your life to Christ is if you're, if you're sowing, if you're going after the things of the spirit, yep. of the word, of prayer, and a relationship with God, guess what? You're going to reap it. It's like that saying, garbage in, garbage out. Well, if you're putting God, God in, God out, yep. right? So, and, and it doesn't mean today. So I'm so I'm re, I'm sowing right like now, right? It's but like planting. I don't know when it's going to grow. Corn Be- takes a couple weeks. Uh, apple tree takes, you know, ask Johnny Appleseed. Well, go exactly. <laughs> for more reference. Go to Johnny Appleseed. Okay. Yeah. No, but basically, you get the seed. Speaking of Johnny Appleseed. You have to, first of all, what does that look like? You got to get someone with a yoke, right? Uh, And they have to till the ground. Jesus comes in. He starts tilling the ground, showing you how to walk with him, you know, because he's he's our yoke. Then you plant the seeds in. The Holy Spirit's a living water, waters the seeds, but they don't grow up overnight. We all had Chia Pet, right? It takes a while, right, for that to to grow out. I never had a Chia Pet. Dude, you weren't born in the 80s or 70s. Because you weren't, because you're young. So basically what happens is you, you, plant the, uh, you plant the seeds, you water over and over and over, and then sooner or later what happens is if it's fertile ground and your heart becomes fertile ground through the word of God and God starts transforming you, and then the living water, which is the Holy Spirit, it makes it grow and turns you into a tree. Or 
a tree will grow, but like, let's use us as a tree as an illustration, like Jesus would say. Um, could a good tree produce good fruit or a bad tree produce bad fruit? So basically what happens is the tree grows and it produces good fruit if it's in good soil and, and, you're, and it's planted correctly and it's being watered and correctly. it's getting watered. But if you're not watering it, if you're not re- with the relationship with God and connected to the most hi-fi and you're getting the downloads and the living water, and then what's going on is that tree is going to produce bad fruit. And through bad fruit, you reap what you sow. The fruit is our actions yep. in our life. So my question to you, not you, Austin, but to you listening, is that where are you planted and where is your nourishment? Where is the nourishment coming from? Because what you said earlier is it's what comes out of your heart that defiles you. Yep. So what are you putting in? What, is, what are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you a part of? And when you see your surroundings Whatever you're putting in, garbage in, garbage out, and the garbage out is the bad fruit. Mm-hmm. It's our actions. And if you have that seed and you have that tree, when you're watering it, you're watering it with this. And what does it say? Torrents of living water. Torrents of living water. And this is not our a stream, fruit. not a creek, torrents, torrents like Niagara Falls. And it flows out, and people see it. I have friends that, dude, you're the same old, you're the same AC, but you're like a different AC. And I love that. Yes. Because my friends, when I first came to you about wanting to give my life to God, I said, I do not want to be a poser. Yeah. I'm not going to do it and just fiddle faddle. Yeah. Like I, I, I despise that. Yeah. The let's go play church. Let's go speak Christianese. That's not what Jesus said. Yep. No. And no. just like I said on the other radio show that got cut off, Jesus didn't come to preach religion. No. He was crucified mm-hmm. by the religious people. Mm-hmm. Jesus came to preach that he is the way, the truth, and the life, mm-hmm. and that no man can go to the Father except through him. And I would encourage you guys listening, if you want to read it for yourself, you know what's so cool about the Bible? Like you see this big Bible. Okay, it's 66 books. But if you just flip over, you want to read some Jesus stories, just like you read it for face value and you see what it says about Jesus. Because I guarantee if you read what it says about Jesus, you aren't going to have a problem with Jesus. Yep. You're going to have a problem with the posers, the people that are posing to be Christians, posing to be. And even stuff that you're watching on TV or, or stuff that you've seen about Christianity and people begging for money and, 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 and people falling over and all kinds of weird stuff that you might have seen, you don't see that in the Bible. Nope. And that's not what Christianity is at all. Nope. Jesus actually whipped those people that were stealing money from the church. He flipped he, tables, he flipped tables. He, he, he destroyed that place, and the disciples were tripping out going, who is this guy? Like, this guy's nuts. And um, read it for face value. Go to the – go open a Bible or download the uh, the Bible app. It's on your phone. And we actually, the whosoever's, if you type in the whosoever's or my name, Ryan Reese, we, I have like devotions, like seven day little short reads. And I think, uh, Sonny just came out with a devotion. I think you're going to be working on one. Yeah. We're, you're better be working on one. I'm working on one. We're releasing, we're releasing all the ambassadors basically there. So those will be there, but go to the new Testament and read the gospel of John. John. So there's, okay. Just be clear. There's three Johns. There's John. Read the John in the gospel. That's the first one. It's in the very beginning. It goes Matthew, Matthew Mark, Luke, Mark, John. Luke, John. Yeah, so for the fourth book in from the New Testament, read John and read it for face value and see who this man Jesus is and what he did. And you're going to fall in love with this guy. You're going to say, man, this is awesome. And I can't believe that I had this misconception of who he was. And when you read it, you're going you're gonna to find God and you're going to have a, a relationship with him because it's not what you see and what you've been programmed nope. to think. He is amazing, he's yeah. radical, and he loves people to death, to death of the cross. And if you want to live life on the edge, I don't know where the camera is, if you want to live life on the edge, you can even say, God, if you are real, I'm about to read this. So just reveal because God will show up anytime you ask him to reveal himself and then you get into his word, he'll reveal himself. 
period. So we have four minutes left. Um, yeah, I mean, when you, when you said that to reveal yourself, well, what, is, what does the Bible say? The Bible says, our famous verse, that's where we got the, the name from, from, from Sonny Sandoval, from P.O.D., um, whosoever. So in the Bible, in John three sixteen, that famous verse says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Who is that? Jesus Christ. God gave his son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever, anyone, from homeless to presidents, that believe, rich or poor, that believe by faith that he is the son of God, he raised from the dead, uh, will live, and that he will write there, your name will be written in the book of life. Now, I've said this uh, uh, just at the pr- movie premiere, we have A.D. and B.C. We have before the death of Christ and after the death of Christ. Jesus died 2,022 years ago. Split, he split time. time in half, and he's in your face everywhere. Every time you write the date um, on your ID, your passport, he's everywhere. Um, your birth certificate, I mean, he's in your face. He did it. No one else did that. No Muhammad, no uh, Krishna, no... Uh, the Book of Mormon, uh, who is that, Joseph Smith, um, any of the other religions, Buddha. No one. No one. No one did that but Jesus Christ. So you got to believe by faith that he died and raised from the dead. And then what will happen, and if, and if you want some more facts, go to Israel. That's where he was born. And go to the Garden of Gethsemane. It's called, in the Bible, 2,000 years ago, they wrote it. It's called Golgotha. If you go there today to the north part of Jerusalem, we went there together Please. on the side of the rock where it says that he was in Jerusalem and he walked up to get crucified to Golgotha, skull the rock. You can go there today and on the rock at the top, it's a skull. And there's a tomb that's empty right next to it where it says that he got buried. So if you don't believe by faith, which you have to because that's how you're counted righteous and you're forgiven, but the hard evidence is there. Go on YouTube. Look it up. It's there. It's in our face. The facts are there. And if you really want to blow your mind, the whole Noah story about the ark, it's on Mount Arafat, right where the Bible says. And there's actually documentaries that you can look up on National Geographic or YouTube or anything, and you can see these guys going into the ark. Have you seen any of those? Dude, I've read so (laughs) many books of atheist scientists uh-huh. or historians and they're atheists trying to disprove God and then they come into a, a walk with God. Yes. Because yeah. you can't create something out of nothing. I can make a table. Yeah. I could I can make I could build a table. I can make a table. I could never create a table. Yeah. Yeah. And like the Big Bang Theory. I believe in the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. God spoke and bang. bang it all came to pass. It exactly. Happened. You know, it's funny, too, back, back to that Noah's Ark thing. You know, why do they keep finding these um, uh, fish bones and these seashells at the top of these mountains? Because there was a flood. <laughs> yep. You know, so anyway. Uh, yeah, we're going to get into apologetics and uh, Stephen. Yeah. We need next Stephen show. Back. Next, I know. We're going to have to get Stephen back out here. Stephen Bancar's a little savage. We should get him back on the show here. That'd be a good one. Um, all right. Well, oh, shoot. We have one minute left. Okay. Well, let me plug everything. Find Austin Carlisle on Instagram. Uh, That's it. You, it. Find him on Instagram. <laughs> um, contact us or him, through the whosoever's, and book him. You're speaking. You're, you're doing several events. So yep. book him. Come out. He'll speak at schools, churches. A bar in Houston next Bars. Month. Yeah, bars. What are, you're going to be out there in Houston doing your thing in a bar. Um, book him to come out. And he'll, he, I've been with him. I've seen him. He's a gospel, he's a, he's a cross guy. So if you want the cross to come to that area, he's a cross guy. He'll be there, he'll deliver, and people will get saved every time. God uses them in that evangelism uh, gifting. And you're an awesome guy, dude. So you, he'll hang out with you as well. Book him to come out. Um, don't forget I have a book called Kill the Noise. It's on uh, everywhere books are sold. Amazon, you can you could uh, pick it up if you want. And we have that new movie on YouTube. Yeah. Unbelievable. We just downloaded it. Go get it. Full send. We love you guys. Peace. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show.
Hi friend, are you stressed, maybe even worried about so many needs around you that you've forgotten you are worth taking care of too? Well, I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. I want to invite you to join me as I share practical tips based on science, inspired by God's Word, to help you spark joy and restore God's peace and love to your soul. Subscribe now and go to lifeaudio.com.